0: fellow grievers. Today, you've reached season two, episode 12 of the Leftover Pieces Suicide Loss Conversations podcast. And today is one of my mini solo episodes in which I go down the rabbit hole to discuss topics relating to suicide loss, grief, or anything in connection to that you might want to grab a cup of coffee because today I'm going to get a little bit deeper than I do some days. I think if you're listening, you probably all know that on August 7th of 2016, I lost my amazing 21-year-old son, Alex, to suicide. I openly share that my world stopped spinning and my heart shattered into what I feel like was a million pieces that day. I was beyond grief stricken and for several years I was simply lost. I know many of you can relate. I know that many of you also can relate with finding yourself at a crossroads, a crossroads of either sitting with this and letting it essentially end our lives too, or taking the other direction and learning to live again. I knew That I wanted to find happiness. I had even told people that I was chasing joy. And I was. I just needed to figure out how to catch it. So one day I decided. I decided that I wanted to live and I wanted to do more than just survive. That I wanted to figure out how to carve a new life and a new me. And find a new version of happiness again. What I knew was that I could no longer allow Alex's death to define me. So instead, I have chosen to allow it to refine me. I put those pieces back together. And if you have lost your child to suicide, I believe with everything in me that you can too. You also know I won't lie to you and say, that the new you is going to look just like the old you. Because it just won't. But I believe that you can find a way to be guided toward hope and into healing. Because I found a way. And over the last several years, I not only started this podcast, a podcast to have a voice and a place to connect with you a place to start my own journey on a road to becoming a healer myself. So I'm going to pause for just a minute on the train of thought that I'm going down, but I'll come back to it. I promise I'll come back to it in a minute. But when I was putting my thoughts together on having this conversation with you today, I found myself asking, why do I do this? And maybe you want to know why I do this. So I'm going to do the best I can to unpack that answer. And it had me thinking about a post I was reading the other day. It was a post on a Facebook group that I belong to that's for mothers that have lost their children to suicide. So I, of course, won't be specific in anything I share here. I'll just be general for the sake of confidentiality. But this post was a mom expressing her feelings of being ignored or being invisible. And she was very upset. She was very angry. She had gone back to work and felt very ignored by people that she otherwise thought of as somewhat a second family. Most of us that go to work spend more of our life in a week's time with the people we work with than we often do our own families. So to go to work and be in an environment for eight to 10 hours a day, after the most tragic, unspeakable loss that somebody could ever go through, the loss of a child, and then a child to suicide at that, to have everyone around you stay silent and not speak of it. Not even hug you or offer a gesture can just add so much more complication to what you're already feeling. And so, as I read the post and I read the replies to the post, the replies were, as you can imagine, very supportive. Those environments on Facebook, like that, are meant to be support that's non judgmental and Just that supportive and a place that we can go to feel somewhat safe with our emotions. And so sometimes the venting is just that. It's meant to be venting and we're there to hold each other up. But there were also some really good responses from grievers that probably were a little bit further along, like myself, that did kind of talk about how, unfortunately, if the people around us have not experienced anything like this, they don't know what to do. And it doesn't give them an excuse. That's not an excuse. People should do better. Um, Some people do. There are people that try. And I encourage people to always look for those small gestures where somebody's trying or that they want to. And then it is up to us, unfortunately, to give them a place to come in and be there for us. Because the reality is, is most people actually have some idea that this is the most unspeakable thing, the most horrible thing. And that's actually why they're staying away from it, because they don't want to do any more damage. They don't want to hurt us anymore. And because they're not inside of our grief, understanding that there is no way to hurt us more, and that what we actually need is a wall of support and love around us, they just don't know what to do. So after I'm reading all this, one of the posts gave a link to something that's going on in Australia. And the the article was actually at the end of 2020. So it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't an article. I'm sorry. It was a, it's on a nine network in Australia and it's um, a current affair, which I think is a branch of the same current affair that we either still have or used to have over here in the States. But they did a part one and a part two of it. And the part one was called, We Need to Talk... And it was a brave news reporter's um, little mini documentary segment on needing to talk more about suicide. And she talked to parents and she talked to uh, parents of children that were gone, as well as parents that were struggling with children that were suicidal. And then part two is a brave interview. It was called The Topic We Need to Discuss. But it's Australia starting to be more forward in their discussion about suicide. And so that's, to be honest with you, just a a long story to give you an explanation on one of the reasons why I do this. I do this because, well, it's like the title of my podcast, Suicide Lost Conversations. I just believe that we have to have conversations openly and candidly And we have to do things that are hard in order to make a difference. And if we're going to take suicide out of the closet and take grief out of the closet and make suicide awareness and mental health awareness more prevalent and less stigmatized, the only way to do it is to continue to have the hard conversations. To continue to be consistently persistent, which is what I like to say, and, and not giving up even when it feels like it's not making a difference. I do this for those reasons. I also do this because I want to talk about Alex and I want to shine his light into the world. And I do this for me and you because grief should not be stigmatized either. Grief should be normalized And grief can live alongside of happiness. We can learn to forge a new life with grief as a part of it. But as a part of normalizing it, it has to be okay to create a community of grievers. And in that community of grievers, it needs to be okay to have spaces in which we find our tools and learn to live in a new way alongside of our grief. The old ideas that we're just gonna work through a few steps and then we'll move along and this will all be over. Well, that quite honestly needs to be over because that isn't how this works. So, this is the part where I go back to what I told you I would pick back up on, which was when I was talking about the fork in the road and where I allowed Alex's loss to refine me instead of define me like it had been doing. This podcast and suicide loss conversations is going to continue to be a part of my life probably for a long time. This is a very important part of my journey in connecting with you in advocating for mental health awareness and change. And also in normalizing grief. And now there's a space for another part of the leftover pieces. And I'm calling that part rebuilding you. The leftover pieces rebuilding you is my brand new website that at the date of the airing of this episode on August 29th of 2021, is only a few weeks from being live. My website, theleftoverpieces.com, will be available no later than September 15th of 2021. And we might even get it out there before then, but I'm not going to make any promises, so I'm going to keep that date. It does already have the domain and a placeholder So you can go to it and bookmark it. So what can you expect from the leftover pieces rebuilding you? Well, just like this podcast, I expect over time, my vision will only grow. But for now, you can definitely plan on resources that will support you in your grief. You'll be able to connect to this podcast where I can continue to reach you with weekly conversations. You can connect to community in many different ways in order to find comfort and encouragement. And when you're ready, there will also be a space for rebuilding, a space where all things coaching and healing will be located. And I want you to know that there's going to be a big variety of things available And just like the podcast, I always welcome any feedback you have. The two easiest places to reach me are either through email at melissa at theleftoverpieces.com or through DMs on Instagram. And I've been working especially hard to put together a very meaningful group that I'm going to launch through my website that's going to be called Picking Up the Pieces, And that group will meet for three months at a time and will be about 50% community and 50% healing. It will have a limited enrollment. And so if you are interested in that first group that will start on September 29th, just a month from the airing of this podcast, please do reach out and have me put your name on that list. If you've already reached out to me through Instagram or email and asked to be on the list, trust that I have you on it. But if you have not and would like to do that, just let me know. Oh, and I almost forgot. There is a piece on the website that's already available now. And it's a free ebook that I wrote intended for the early days of loss in the first days, weeks and months after loss but there are absolutely parts of it that could be used at any point in our grief journey. And that's available through a link in my bio on Instagram. There will also be a link on the website to it once the website's up, but it is book one of a three part ebook series that I'm writing And the first book is geared towards the early stages. And then the next two parts will be geared appropriately towards, I don't want to call them stages, later stages of grief, but later places as we go along in this journey. And those two other free eBooks will be released over the course of the next few months as the website is new and up and running. So as I wrap up today, I want to tell you that again, And always, I couldn't be more grateful to share this space with you. I'm also eternally sorry that we need to share this space together. But I hope that you find some comfort and possibly some power in it. At least that's my hope. So I'm going to end today by taking a few moments to read a poem that I wrote. And I apologize if you've heard it before. I think I might have read it one other time. I know I put it in the body of a post one time, but I'm not really sure if I've ever read it. But it kind of just came naturally out one day. I'm not even sure why other than I was looking at some of the photos that I took of the ocean. And This poem has made it to the second to last page of the free ebook that I put out. So I thought it would be appropriate to maybe read it um, as I end today. And I call it My Grieving Soul. My grief is like the ocean. She can ebb and flow, rise and fall, even rage strong and yet can calm softly. She either keeps me afloat or I am taken under, gone. The ocean is vast and beautiful and scary and grounding all at once. Her waters make up most of my world, even parts I cannot see. Buried treasures lie beneath the surface but also creatures, the ones of the deep, dark places. She can take me on a rousing adventure and then carry me back home again. The ocean holds both my past and hopes for the future within every cresting, crashing wave. The ocean speaks to my grieving soul for she is just like it. Until next time, Gravers. talk soon.